This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden-Harris administration has launched a safer states initiative to reduce gun violence, particularly in the states. Joining us is the minority leader for the Tennessee House. We saw her prominently during the expulsion last spring in Tennessee of the two Justins, their leader from Memphis, Karen Camper, Representative Karen Camper joins us. Now, Karen, welcome. Welcome back to Make It Plain. And, and you're at the White House today. Yes, I am. Thank you, Mark, so much for having me. We we go way back with Make It Plain from WOL days. That's I right. mean, many moons ago, way before podcasts was a thing and all of that. So it's really great to be here with you. And it's a pleasure to have you. So what was going on at the White House today? Back in October, the president announced this uh, initiative around gun violence prevention office here at the federal level. And one of the things that he and the, first, and, the, and the vice president felt was that we needed to extend this throughout the country at the state level, because the states is where we have more opportunity to serve our constituency with respect to what we're dealing with gun violence. We can make it. And, and the beauty of it, it gives you the opportunity to tailor it to your state it gives you the opportunity to tailor it locally. It's going to be different in rural than it is in urban areas. So they will convene us to give us a vision of where the president wants to go with this, but also to learn from us what we're already doing on the ground and how the states can learn from each other, what's already been put into place, and how we can implement the same in our states. 
one of the things the administration is suggesting is that there be state offices. There's a yes. national office now, but that there be state offices of gun violence prevention. Is that a possibility in Tennessee? I think the possibility is there depending on one, if it doesn't give the appearance that we are growing government, because we're going to have uh, a group that's going to perceive it as more government, big government. If it's a place where we, if it's an office where we can stand up in an existing office, for instance, someone said maybe it could be stood up in the attorney general's office and all funding that comes into the state and all funding that the state already allocate to war prevention can be steered to that particular office, then there's a possibility. If we stand it up as a task force across the state to look at not only the cost of doing it, but the cost of not doing it, there's a possibility. So there's ways that we can approach it, I feel, at, in Tennessee. It'll be an uphill battle, but I think there's ways that we can do it. Well, I'm thinking about the politics in Tennessee, of course. Is that something that the governor you think would do or be interested in any of those scenarios? Or is it something that, that you and the legislature uh, can do? What's the politics around that? Well, here's the thing that I've expressed to the administration. He has the power to do it. He can just do it. Now, if he want to relinquish his power to the General Assembly to do it, then that's another thing. That's what happened with Medicaid expansion when the governor at the time, Governor Haslam, had the power as an executive to just expand Medicaid, but he allowed the you know General Assembly to insert itself and we were never able to get it done. Mm -hmm. So it will take courage to actually do. The governor called us all there for that special session. Nothing came of it. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd like to think since he called mm -hmm. a special session, he might be open to something like this. Am I, am I wrong to? I, no, I think you're right. I think he is open to it. And again, when politics enter the situation, then it, it gets very political. And particularly in an election year, which will be this year for us, all of our House seats are up and like a half of the Senate is up for re-election. So it, it always gets challenging. But as an executor, he can do exactly what the president did. And then we can work through the legislature later on. But he has the power to do it himself. And this is his last term. So he might, because of what happened in the special session, because he was not able to get his agenda through, he might take this, this route this time to actually get something done. Even if we change the name, they're going to say, take gun out. Of it. Okay. Safer communities. So it, it, so you're kind of in the, in the role now, being the representative for this, for the state at the White House. Mm -hmm. I presume you'll take this back home and initiate those conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've already got my staff, which even before I came here, I came up here for the first unveiling of it. And it was after that that I mentioned to the administration that this is something I think we need to seriously look at. So this was before this particular convening. So my staff is already working with his staff, his legal staff. On, on, on holding these conversations. And so now I just need to get on the agenda, get some time with him, both him, both myself and leader Agberry out of the Senate so that we're on one accord as we're working together. And then I'm going to meet with the speaker, she'll meet with the president, you know, of the Senate and try to get the leadership in line 
with the governor to get it done. So we, we're making those plans. We're, we're, we're working on those plans right now. How do we think your meeting with the speaker is going to go? The thing about Speaker Sexton is he holds everything so close to home. It's hard to read him sometimes. He keeps everything close to his chest. But to be honest with you, he'll be honest with me. If he's for it or against it, he, he won't. Once he decides he's going to let the cat out of the bag, he's never done anything different than what he's told me. So if he's not with it, he's not going to be with it. If he is, he'll do what, what it takes to get it done. I'm just not sure where he's at on it right now. Karen, did Cameron Sexton and the Republicans, did they, were they affected by the session? Because, of course, the most compelling thing about this, that session was that those mothers showed up mm -hmm. and they shut them down. All right. Mm -hmm. they, they shut down whatever agenda he had. Mm -hmm. Has that given them pause? It, it, do you think in terms of what they've been trying to push? Are they humbled? I know session is not back in session right now, but do you think that that will cause them to temper some of their radicalism against safe gun legislation? I think that it will push them and has pushed them to have deeper conversations with that element within their own party. I've already been meeting with the Republican leader and we have a meeting, another meeting before end of year, and then we'll meet when we go back in on setting the tone for next year. How do we see dealing with these issues? And obviously gun violence is one of them. Obviously, the, end, the effects of what happened in the special session is one of them. And so we've already had discussions around it. And, he, and, and he's telling me that he's having a conversation within his caucus about it. And we can only hope. Now, I have not had this conversation with the speaker because he generally will leave this stuff to the Democratic and Republican leader to work through and the two caucus chairs to work. And if we can't solve it at that level, then the four of us come together to bring it to him because he is the speaker of the entire House, regardless of the fact that he's a Republican. How... I know we were all there for the unveiling of the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Your trip today to the White House, how, what about the Justins? Where are they in, in, in all of this? And speaking of the tone, obviously, what do you anticipate when this comes up next session? Because it seems that Cameron Sexton tried to really minimize accomplishment accomplishing anything in the session by just targeting them, just wanting to be in a fight with them, because that makes headlines. That's mm -hmm. not real yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. That's not uh, real work. You just fight. You know, both of them were here to include uh, Representative Johnson. So the Tennessee three were, were, were all here and others within the caucus was here. I got a sense from Representative Pearson that he is going to try to move the needle with his agenda, mostly at the local level where you have the opportunity, a, a bigger opportunity to get something done. In the city, we got a new mayor coming in, a young man uh, who, who is open to the Office of Gun Violence Prevention at, at the city level. And so from there, you can demonstrate uh, successes. The same with our county there. So I think he's going to move his agenda there to demonstrate the effects of how great we could be 
if we were to implement some of these things statewide and then use that data to bring back to the state and say, this is why we need, and this is the cost of not doing it if we don't do it. With respect to Representative Jones, because he's in, in a lawsuit with the speaker, I'm not quite sure how that's going to flow for him in the sense that he has to take advice from his legal team on how to move, how to function. I do feel he'll file his legislation. He's always had uh, legislation that dealt with this kind of thing. So I presume that he'll do the same. And, uh, and my job is to help him get his bills passed. And so I'm going to be focused on whatever it is. Now, from this, when we go back, there were several members here who had gone legislation before, both in the House and the Senate that was here. We have our retreat coming up now, this weekend, Friday, Saturday. And from there, we'll come up with our agenda from a caucus perspective of what we'll move forward. And then the individual members will take the other pieces and move it forward. I don't envy your position. You got to keep it going in, in a very red legislature. Yeah. Uh, folks, Karen, anyone listening to us now can remember when Tennessee was blue. You're probably old enough to remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Lord have mercy. And what happened? But, uh, but no, that's tough. Because then also, you don't waste your time. You're elected to get things done for your constituents. Who wants to go drive to Nashville every week not to get nothing done and just see a whole <laughs> lot of cussing and fighting? And that's, and, and that's just you. People like you, people like us, we have that level of integrity. You don't just need to be doing that for your health. That's why some people are resigning from Congress. Again, that, when I say I don't envy you, you literally are trying to get the oh, yeah. Tennessee legislature to function and do something for the, 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 the state of Tennessee. And this ought to be the issue because this is the issue to put Tennessee in the spotlight. They're covering a the school shooting. And the other thing is with respect to that. And one of the things that came out here was the mass shootings is one thing and it gets the headlines. But there are people dying every day across the state from sisters gun violence. Yeah. And we have got to address those issues. Now, I, when I came in the General Assembly, Democrats was in the supermajority. There was 67 Democrats when I got there. And after Obama won, that, that, baby, that election after that, we actually had about, and most people probably don't know this, but we had about nine or 10 members in the Democratic caucus to retire. Now, had they stayed through re, through that election, they would have got elected. And then on the redistricting, it would be much different. But they retire, and that's when the Republicans got the majority, and then since then, the supermajority. But the other thing about that is a lot of these members who I served with not only during that time, but the time after that, when they came into the majority, we've all risen up together in leadership. So relationships matter. And so the fact that I have relationships with these people who are now serving in leadership, I, I just feel that I have, I have an opportunity to get things done for my caucus and for the people that I serve. And I'm going to leverage those relationships until I just can't anymore to make sure that we are served. I mean, even the Republican caucus chairman, he and I passed the first expungement bill together when folks told us it could never be done. But we decided together we could get it done. And it's that type of thing that we got to do more of collaborations, compromise to get things done for the people. Karen Camper, folks, the Tennessee House Minority Leader at the White House to discuss the White House's plans when 
it comes to offices of gun violence prevention, they're encouraging them in the state. I also know they gave you all some model legislation on safe storage and yes. lost and stolen firearms reporting. The Republicans just should all, they just should just do that. That's how can you be against that? The polls show that the people want it. So how much, and lastly, how much in terms of Tennessee Republicans in the state house, how much, do we know how much money the NRA is pumping into them? Oh, Mm, no, I'm sure it's an inordinate amount. <laughs> I'm sure it's an inordinate amount because that's part of the problem. Smash story, I'll tell. So the Republican caucus chairman years ago, woman, uh, awesome. She and I are great friends. We're still friends today. When we brought the Veterans Women's Caucus together, she was all in. We was in together. She was a chairman when the Republicans took the supermajority, she got 14, 14 under her watch, which put them in the supermajority that they're in now. She supported a piece of gun legislation that she knew was right for Tennesseans that came after her. Now, she just gave you the supermajority. Wow. But they came after her. She's no longer legislature. Yeah. They put her on a poster with Obama, and that was it in Tennessee. <laughs> like, her and Obama want to take your guns, which was not true. But anyway, what so was, that's what was, what was her name, Karen? What was her name? De Deborah Maggard. That's right. Yeah, Deborah, Deborah Maggard. Yeah. yeah. She's a lobbyist now. She's a great person, but they came after her. But they took her out. Took her out. So that's the, the power of the lobbying arms for, for guns. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason this courage it takes to get done. People won't do it. But she had the courage enough to do it. Can your caucus or the black caucus or anybody in your group go ahead in the state? Well, well, it, well, it's a good thing you said. I like the local piece, too, because we need them mm -hmm. city by city, frankly, mm -hmm. to be, be honest mm -hmm. about it. But can you all form your own gun violence task force or initiative or office? That, might you have the ability to do that if push comes to shove? Yes, we can. So under Alan uh, rules, at least in the, the House, the Senate rules are a little different, but I'm sure that there won't be a problem there. If you are an established caucus, which we are, both Democratic and the Black caucus, you definitely have the power to do that, the power to convene, the power in your convening to get support, staff support from the legislature. So if you need a legal, you need a lawyer, Legally advising you on a team, you can do that. You can use the room. So yes, you can. We can establish our own. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's important. And, and, and that I, might be the that may be the angle you, we we have to take. And then once you do that, then grow to another to the next step. And knowing your role within NCBSL and uh, Representative Love's new role within NCBSL, I, I could see you that entity encouraging that in other states is something really. Mm -hmm. coming of it because we know how gun violence is disproportionately affecting our folks so absolutely yep tennessee house minority leader karen camper from the white house y'all <laughs> god is good now yeah thank you karen thank you so much for having me mark it was an honor to be on your show today wonderful thank you so much you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, happy to have here with us Jessica Schubel, Special Assistant to the President for Healthcare. And we're just ending, Jessica, or coming away from a few days ago, the deadline for Affordable Care Act enrollment so that people have coverage by January 1st. How did we do with enrollment? We have shattered so many expectations and records. I, I can't even begin to start, but I will, are seeing that over 19 million people have signed up for coverage as of December 15th, 15 million on healthcare.gov alone, and that is 4 million more people than at this point last year. So it is tremendous record-breaking coverage. In fact, December 15th, on the 15th, uh, healthcare.gov saw the largest sign-up day in its entire history. Over 745,000 people signed up for coverage on that day alone. That, that's amazing. That is good news. And it shows how much something that was much maligned is now accepted and necessary for so many Americans. Absolutely. The president feels very strongly that everyone should have access to affordable quality health insurance. And we are doing everything that we can to make sure people can to access it. And we are doing everything we can to lower healthcare costs and prescription drug costs as well. And what about African-Americans? This, our group is one that to many, to a large degree, the Affordable Care Act was tailor-made for, not to mention other minority groups and people of color for that matter. Amongst those 19 million, do you see the demographics for those who are African-American, other people of color, women, young people, do we see those and those demographics going up as well? So we're still analyzing the 19 million. So I'll have more for you uh, later on the specific demographics, but I will say that from 2020 to 2022, there was an increase of 49% of on healthcare.gov enrollment for African-Americans. 400,000 more African-Americans enrolled in healthcare.gov coverage in from 2020 to 2022. Okay. And of the 19 million, we know a large portion of them are uh, people of color. 
And we are, again, are just laser focused on making sure that everyone has access to affordable quality healthcare, that families have breathing room. So we're doing everything we can to lower healthcare costs and prescription drug costs. Of, of course. And I guess it's probably also too early to tell, or, or is it too early, the regions of the country. I always find that interesting because we're finding certain regions of the country for lack of a better word, some of which are red or purple, who were like, we don't want to do this. We don't like Obamacare, but we like an Affordable Care Act, as people used to say. But we're finding in some of these regions that people, even in those places, are saying, hey, you know what, this is a pretty good thing. I think I'm going to take some of this. Yeah. Interestingly, the top two states with the highest healthcare.gov enrollment as of right now are Texas uh, and Florida. Georgia is another one in the top uh, 10 states. Unfortunately, those states have yet to expand Medicaid, which I know uh, would allow even more people to access coverage, particularly folks of color. And we are ready and able to, and willing to work with those states and hopefully taking up Medicaid expansion to even further the amazing coverage gains that, that we're seeing. Yeah, no, that's, that's consequential. If you don't have Medicaid, imagine what else you're missing that the ACA can offer. I, I wonder if those residents are fully aware of that, but it still says a lot that people are enrolling in those places. Absolutely. And I should say, there's still time to enroll. The final deadline is January 16th. So I'm really excited to share the numbers that we have as of December 15th, but I want folks to know that there is still time to enroll. If you are around family and friends this holiday season, this is a terrific gift to remind folks to sign up for health care insurance. Um, there's nothing like telling someone that you love to make sure that they they sail stay healthy and be well, and health insurance provides that. Uh, so just to be clear, because everybody, the, the December 15th date, of course, many have memorized, Jessica, but January 16th means you can still enroll and be covered in 2024. Is that what we're saying? That's exactly right. So if you enroll by January 16th, your coverage will start on February 1st. So you'll get the benefit of having coverage throughout the rest of 2024. And wanna make sure everybody knows that if you uh, need health insurance, if you're looking for doing more shopping and lowering your healthcare costs, please visit healthcare.gov before January 16th to sign up for affordable quality health insurance. Jess is saying, don't uh, give up, folks, even if you missed the deadline. December 15th was to get it by February, to get it. December 15th deadline was to get you on by January 1st. And you may think, well, I blew it. But listen, February 1st, be here before we know it. So just go ahead That's and do right. it. <laughs> and then before you'll still have health care. Not a lot of time between right. January 16th and February. That's not even a whole month. So you'll still be covered. And uh, it's never too late to get health care, even if you don't have it now. You still need it by February 1st and may need it even more. So that's these deadlines are all very important. Jessica, I have to ask you this before we go, and, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I am aware, and there's more conversation, about the, the private company, Maximus, and its employees, the telephone workers, many of whom are women of color, who answer the lines. They have a petition for not getting a living wage, among other things, in the workplace and aren't going too well for them. Maximus is a private contractor. I know there have been conversations between their union and Communi Communication Workers of America and the government. Are you in a position 
to even share any information you might have about that, where things might be? Are you at all? I'm, I'm not because that is contracting issue that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is involved with. And here at the White House, we let the agencies deal with those issues. But obviously, the president is very supportive of union rights and living wages. And I'll defer to my colleagues on any of the specifics with that. No, that's fine. And again, I don't mean to put you on the spot. And yeah, it does, oh, seem, no. it does seem like this is a president that kind of supports unions because when, when was the last time we saw a president out on a union picket line like we saw in, in Detroit. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's not in question, obviously. Jessica, thank you uh, for joining us. Jessica's, I, folks, I really think Jessica's given us a lot of good news, but the most important piece of information that she's given us that we need to, while we doing whatever we're doing this holiday season, let folks know they've got till January 16th. Trust me, I know personally, this is something to take advantage of. Sometimes it even seems Jessica, that when we seek health care and try to figure it out, it can be complicated or overwhelming. And it really isn't anymore. You can go online, folks. You can call. It's not as intimidating and overwhelming as perhaps it once was, correct? That's right. And there's people we uh, have invested heavily in our what we call our healthcare navigators. So they are there to help folks enroll and help through the decision-making process of which plan works best for, for me or for your family. So there's help. So don't let, don't be scared off by a somewhat intimidating, as you said, uh, topic of health insurance, because there's people to help. And if I may, can I have one last five second point, just while we're talking about the best thing ever, which is covering, making sure people are covered. There are, uh, is a process called uh, Medicaid unwinding or Medicaid renewals. And I just want to make sure that folks know that if they receive anything from their state Medicaid agency telling them that it's time to renew their coverage, to please fill out the form and get that in. If you, uh, even if you don't think you qualify anymore for, for Medicaid, Go to healthcare.gov to see if you do reach out to folks to help because we want to make sure that people stay covered in whatever form of coverage um, is right for them, whether that's Medicaid, healthcare.gov, or coverage through their job. So I just want to get that note out there to make sure people are opening up their mail and filling out forms to keep their coverage. Very important. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And, and Jessica, I'll just take five more seconds of your time as well, because I think this is something you'll agree with. Uh, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. yesterday for the funeral of a longtime D.C. activist, Nadine Whittington, in her 80s. And she worked with seniors, as a matter of fact. And one of the things we learned as her daughter, former council member Edie Whittington spoke, folks, there are a lot of people out here who need advocates. So if you have health care and you're good, you've got until January 16th to contemplate whether or not there's a family member or a senior citizen in your area, in your neighborhood, who you might be able to help out, get on the phone, help fill out what they need to fill out. Because sometimes for our seniors, that is still a challenge and it can be intimidating for them. We talked about that at the funeral yesterday. So, right, Jessica, even folks, some of you who have it, if you got a few minutes over the holidays, Jessica called this a gift, and this is a real gift. Find the people who might need a little help. They may not even have a computer, know how to use one. Go over and say, hey, you good? You straight? Let me help you get on here and figure this out. Jessica? That's right. I think everybody can, during this holiday season, just check in on each other. Make sure you're checking in with folks if they need health insurance, whether that's your neighbor your family member, a senior that lives maybe in your building or down the street, like just check in on each other. Say, how are you doing? Do you have health insurance? Do you need it? I'm here to help. Let me give you some info. So yeah, let's just be kind, right? Let's just all be kind to each other. Check right. in. And it is the holidays, the time to be kind. Folks, 19 million people, why should you be left out? All right, if 19 million people are doing it, don't don't be left out. If 19, Join the party. <laughs> 19 million people can get on and get it done. You can too, very important. Jessica Schubel, folks, is the special assistant to the president for health care. Jessica, thank you for joining us, as always, on Make It Plain. And enjoy your holiday season. You too. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.